2: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean-Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everyone, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick O'Shields, and I have here with me, through the magic of technology, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you? Jean?
3: Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Oh, hi. Yes.
2: <laughs> sorry,
3: I was over there.
2: Yes, well, the magic of technology can't be responsible for, you know, a spiritual dislocation. That happens sometimes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: uh, how are you, Rick?
2: I'm just doing great.
3: Awesome. Oh, Awesome. awesome. Me too. It's Excellent. a beautiful day in Canada. We have snow.
2: Finally have snow.
3: We finally have like enough that the plows can actually go out, and we might have to shovel or something.
2: That's amazing.
3: And it's mid-January.
2: You, yeah, I should have had that like, at least a month ago, if not too. At two. least a
3: month ago. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Apparently, it's all going to melt by midweek, but I, it's I'm, all
2: good. I'm agreeing with that um, caster from uh, Texas A&M. Uh, weather scientist who said, we believe that we have shifted from global warming to global weirding.
3: Oh, <laughs> it's
2: global weirding. It's just going to be weird.
3: I totally uh, agree, and I'm fascinated by how much energy and time we actually spend on announcing the weather. And I was lo- looking at the news today, and do you, do, you, do you know how much work there is put into telling us that it's snowing outside when we have these funky things called windows?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well... In Texas, and I'm sure they have it in many other places, but we have this thing in tourist spots. They call the the uh, uh, Texas Aggie Weather Rock, and it's a rock hanging on an old rusty piece of barbed wire. And uh, and then there's a legend underneath that's on there, and it says, if the rock is swinging, it's windy. If the rock is dripping, it's raining. If the rock is in the ice, it's cold. You know, if the rock is gone, tornado. It's very very accurate.
3: See, and this <laughs> is logical. Makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I still do that. I don't care. I've got digital things on my desktop on my computer that tell me what the temperature is. But when it's time to walk Molly, I open the door and step outside and go, Well,
3: that's oh, just it, it's right? <laughs> I have a dog. Wow. If it's cold, it shivers.
2: <laughs> yes. There you go. Perfect weather forecast. Ah, so. You like want to do? A... Shout outs?
3: Yeah, a couple. Okay. Um shout out to, of course, our guests and our, um, our listeners who are with us tonight, um, to um, a birthday girl and a friend and um, family member, Aurora, who's out there changing the world every day, one plant at a time. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Aurora, my love. We're thinking of you. Um, and, of course, to our inner child family over at innerchild.ning.com
2: both aurora and our family at innerchild being good, great examples of your standard overachieving light workers you know we'll work till we drop and then we'll get up and do it again
3: absolutely that's our fam
2: but the folks over at innerchild really are it's a fantastic bunch uh i i have seen them welcome every single person that's ever showed up before they even know anything about them, they welcome them like family. And uh, then after they find out a little about you, it just deepens. It's a it's a grand group of folks, uh, particularly for writers, poets, singers. Uh, they foster and appreciate the creativity and, and creative genius in all of us, and uh, uh, we could certainly stand a little more of that in the world.
3: And, and three years published, and I still learn things every time I listen to Bill's show. I yeah, mean, he has books he has and publishing some and great guests on there with regards to publishing um, and tips on how to self-publish and how to um, stand on the truth of your work and stand behind your work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place to visit and um, learn learn how to love yourself. I think really is what Inner Child is all about because they 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 love you regardless of who you are or where you came from or what you do. And when you're surrounded by that kind of support, you can't help but look in the mirror at the end of the day and go, I rock.
2: Absolutely. And uh, so check them out. Absolutely. Go visit. So speaking of visiting, we have visitors in the sandbox tonight. We do. We, we have with us Sabrina Brightstar and Illuminance River. Welcome, ladies.
1: Welcome and thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, we're just glad that you could stop by. Uh, River and and, uh, Sabrina are working together. They have a a website called Star Team Journeys. And uh, I'm not going to go through, well, what's a journey and how does that work, because that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about journeys and Akashic Records and DNA recoding and ice cream (laughs) or... Maybe not ice cream, I don't
4: know. But could be.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with our our usual typical base question. And uh, it's a fairly simple one, really. Um, Who on earth are you and what do you do? Um,
1: Do you want to answer that, Sabrina?
5: Sure, thanks. Well, my name is Sabrina. I consider myself um, a multidimensional being who has intentionally come into this maze or this game that we call 3D. And I am playing the game and pretending like I have amnesia sometimes and finding my way out of the maze and having a great time
2: in the journey. That's who I am. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh River?
1: Well, that was a great answer, Sabrina. Um, I feel happy to to have Sabrina along on this journey because it feels like we've helped each other along in learning who we are about our starseed inheritance our, um, as lightworkers and just learning more and more about who we really are and connect with our multidimensional self, inc- selves, including our inner children And I've been learning something about our inner children, which is, say, you have your 5D self, your higher dimensional selves that you connect with, your guides, and you also have your 3D self, your um, human self. And then you have this inner child that, um, of course, your inner child wants to play, but also you have an inner child that when you're upset has a tantrum or wants to throw a fit or is upset and triggered and that um I've been learning that you like bring all these multi dimensional selves to the table like they're like a round table and if the inner child is there and you listen to her and listen to what she's upset about she calms right down as if you had given her a sucker. So that's what I thought of when you made your introduction.
3: <laughs> That's a, that's an awesome representation of the inner child. What a great, easy way to explain it.
4: Uh,
1: thank you. And I wanted to say um, it's kind of a hard question to answer who I am or um, be put into any box because I don't really fit into any box, but I wanted to talk to have a fun conversation and play and talk about um Akashic record reading, the Star Team journeys that Sabrina and I do, what we've been discovering about multidimensionality, that kind of thing.
3: Okay, well that would cover the, the what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done that. Awesome. Um okay, well where do you where do you want to start? Um because I, I do try to to not know as You know, I try to know as little about you as possible before you come in the door kind of thing. I'm interested to know how far back this started this time around. Um, You know, how did you get into this? How did you wake up to your higher being and what kind of put you on the path?
5: Well, for me, Sabrina, it started more recently. Um, It was the year 2010. And I was actually, um, my friend Stephanie, I was in a mastermind group with a bunch of women and one girl named Stephanie uh, started this business where she did success parties and you go into the future five years. So I had to write like who I am in five years, you know, what my passion is, you know, what I've accomplished. And for some reason, totally the most random, unusual, like so bizarre, because I've never, ever, ever had this interest. All I could think of is, I want to go to the party in 5 years with all my my friends from other planets. And I didn't just want them to be friends, I knew they were going to be my best friends. And I have no idea cuz I've never studied the stars, I've never studied sci-fi. You know, like it doesn't interest me, but all I can talk about is my best friendships with beings on other planets. And um so so when I when I set that request out I started getting gifted with, I'll call it a miracle. Miracle, it's story after story after story of being guided to remember who I am, where I come from, how things show up. And I was doing um, Christine Day's work. She's a Pleiadian ambassador, and she teaches formation work. And so I was talking about that on the Ape Talk forum. I don't know if you remember that forum.
4: Mm -hmm. And
5: um, Shannon wrote me and said, oh, you like the star friends? I like the star friends. And I was so excited because I didn't know, like I knew people in my real life, in my community that like star people, but I didn't know anyone on the computer that liked star people. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you like star people? You like star people? And, and so we started talking on the phone. We developed this incredible friendship and we started doing these incredible journeys that have totally transformed us individually and collectively.
1: And we also find ourselves surrounded by cool people like you guys and um, other people like a whole community through the Internet of Starseeds, Lightworkers, people who are aware of the the shift that's happening and more people are coming on board all the time. Um, And Sabrina is an intergalactic storyteller. I don't know if she mentioned that before. Kind of her mission. No, she didn't. But that uh, sounds not that very exact cool.
2: term. But I like, I love the term. Yeah. When
5: I, when I heard it, I was just so excited. I was jumping up and down because I've always had a passion for talking. I've always had a passion for listening. I like to know what is your story. Who are you? How, you know, why do you think the way you think? I want to tell you my story. So when I was connecting to my team one one day, they said, "Well, you're an inter." Galactic Storyteller. I'm like, yes, yes, that's what I am, that's what I am. What is that, by the way? Yes, that's what
3: I am. <laughs> so I claimed the title even though I didn't even know what it meant at the time. Great. So I have a title now. What do I do?
2: What do I do? <laughs> yeah, what's that mean? <laughs> I know that feeling.
3: <laughs> do you want to expand a little on um, on that so that people listening who um, may not have taken the Star Sea journey have an idea what that
5: well, is what what happens when, when we meditate we like everyone is used to meditating, but there's also experiential meditating where instead of um, just listening in silence you 're actually interacting with other beings, so we do this formation work and we invite in guest speakers, as you call it, or whoever wants to come to our party, uh-huh. and we telepathically can communicate with them, or maybe we 'll get information, we just have a knowing um, Maybe we can see something. Maybe we can smell something. And we just start developing relationships, friendships, just like we're starting. I am start, I don't know Rick or Jean very well, and today I'm going to get to know you. And hopefully if we find a connection, we'll like each other and we'll continue to talk and we'll continue to invest time to develop the connection, the friendship. And that's what happens with our, our multidimensional selves and friends and families. We just take time to communicate with them.
2: Yeah, it's not. I, I like the way you put that because it's not unlike making friends with another 3D human right here on the planet. Uh, uh, people, uh, people that know me and have been following me, they know that I'm an administrator over at uh, Starseed 411, uh, which is a, uh, a Starseed board. So I'm quite familiar with the the Starseed bit, the with the walk-in bit. I've been blamed with being, I, I mean, tagged with being a walk-in. <laughs> um, And uh, uh, I find it really interesting to to watch folks identifying with the energies of Pleiades or the felines. or um, It's just great fun because it's like watching somebody discover themselves all over again.
1: Mm. I'm curious, Rick, more about what you know about your walk-in aspect.
2: (laughs) Oh, well... uh, we don't want to turn the show around again. They just did that to me Tuesday.
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I, I had a near near death experience in 2007 and came out of it, uh, at least to my friends and, and family, quite different than I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say different to myself. Uh, I think Anne put it on Tuesday as she could talk about my life BC before croaking.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but when people want to talk to me about walk-in experience, I'll be happy to talk with them about the classic, you know, description of walk-in experience. I don't have. I have memory of you could call it the walk-in. I call it a facet exchange. Yeah. As if I was a multifaceted crystal mm-hmm. and it just sort of, you know, clicked over to the next facet or a different facet. Uh, or I've been prone to say, I, look, I was really worn out. I just was had been banging my head against the wall too long so I went home put my head up took a deep breath and came back I'm all all better now mm-hmm. uh because it's not uh, uh at least for me there's not this sense of you know uh loss that I think people would people put into it when they think you know one being left and another came and they wow but how does he how does he remember stuff when he was a kid? Well, they trade memory engrams and, and it's me, but you you know, even people that are not really spiritually minded at all, you can just look at him and say, "Look, I almost I almost died." Wouldn't you consider that to be a pretty fundamentally life-changing experience? And they they go, "Oh, yeah, I get it. Okay." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's really enough to me, fundamentally life-changing experience, but uh mechanically, you know, perhaps the uh I like the image of a crystal that kind of pops up and spins and drops down on a different uh, facet. I like
1: that. That's I like the way you describe it and it's like maybe a more a more expansive version of you walked in. Right. The same the same Rick but a different Rick.
2: <laughs> yeah. I went, you know, home and so I could remember a few things or but you know, take a deep breath and come back.
5: Shannon and I have both had uh, experiences of walk-in, uh, oversold walk-in or oversold uplink. Do you want to share anything about that, Shannon?
1: Yeah, please do. Yes, well, we went through this DNA recoding project, and I think it started off with Sabrina saying, I want to do this. And um, and this was recommended by Jalela Starr, who's uh, an Ascension teacher, and she and Sabrina sort of happened upon the information or her higher self directed her that way or whatever. Um, and we did this liver flush gallbladder cleanse, and um, it involves taking herbal laxatives, and then you take this intense Epsom salt um, solution. And the idea is that you it gets your congealed bile, which is in the form of gallstones, out of your body, and that also allows you to process anger better. And it brings you through this emotional cleansing process which is can be intense at times but also really good um and the upshot of this emotional cleansing um me- meant that we experienced the triggers that we have and that we could see them in a new light and process them and understand why they were there and kind of learn the lesson of whatever that trigger was so we wouldn't have to keep repeating that emotional pain again in our lives. And um, how does that relate to walk-ins? Um, we came to think that during the process of this that you have uh, DNA recoding and reconnection and you're, you have a star team that works with you or you could think of it as just you yourself are um, creating the DNA reconnection as you clear out your emotional emotional self, and in the process, it seemed like a lot. You know, emotionally it was intense, and a lot was happening in dream time for me, and I, and a lot of sleeping and exhaustion happened too, and um, it felt like. It's after 20 or 30 days that really our oversouls were walking in and we were becoming more full in... More expansive in how we expressed ourselves, how we experienced life, and what I experienced, which is kind of funny, was that my I felt like my oversoul had walked in, and my I was eating chocolate cake like you wouldn 't believe because the oversoul it felt like it just wanted to experience physicality, and so i've actually gained a little weight for from eating all that cake and i've got <laughs> kind of gotten um, gotten in control of that. And, um, I also believe the oversaw enjoys touch and enjoys the physical body and it's kind of, it's, so this kind of a walk-in is like the physical 3D person is pulling in more facets and multidimensional facets and I feel like we've just kind of, um, put our fingers in, you know, we've put our toes in and it's gonna, we're gonna dive fully and it's just going to get more amazing, um. So that's my story. I'm, sh- I'm sure Sabrina has some things to add to that. So,
2: so you would, you perhaps could call it becoming a, a, a blended being.
1: Mm, that's good.: and,
5: and one thing too that um, Jaleela Starr shared in her material that I thought was just an excellent metaphor is so many of us in the light worker, Ascension, this community, we're kind of hungry for our gifts. We want to be telepathic. We want to be clairvoyant. We, we, we want to channel. We, you know, we want to have our gifts that we somehow know belong to us. But one of the main questions you hear, one of the main frustrations you hear from people in this community is it's, it's not coming in clear enough or strong enough or bright enough or colorful enough. And what Jalala used for a metaphor that I thought was just perfect, she said, imagine if your computer, if your inbox is full, there's no more room. So every time your, your higher self or your guide or your angel, whatever term you want to use, they're trying to talk to you and give you a message or give you a visual or give you a sensory you know, message, it can't, there's no room for it. It's the, your mailbox is full. So what you do with a with liver cleanse is you clean out the emotional body. You clean out the emotional body by allowing the anger to surface love the anger, honor the anger, allow, you know, allow the anger to come up instead of suppress it, hide it, ignore it, you know, blame it, make it feel bad, you know, allow your emotions to, to breathe, love them, and they'll leave, and then the emotional body's going to have all this room, so then your, your multidimensional gifts can come in, your, your guidance from your higher self, all of it, you'll start to hear more, you'll start to see more, all of these gifts will start to return to
1: you. More clarity, more
4: confidence.
2: That's a very beautiful way to put it. Uh, uh, I wish I had, when I first came back out, known what I know now about cleansing because I didn't really study much of that beforehand. And I was, I was quite well within three weeks of coming out of intensive care and um, was about to go back to work. And then, blam, I got this, like I burned out the nerves in my legs. And uh, and that's possible because I was doing the same sort of thing. I was like, ooh, I can run upstairs.
4: Ooh, let's eat that. Ooh, what's that? Let's eat that. <laughs>
1: you were trying out having a physical body.
2: Yeah, I was playing with it. And um, uh, it's it's our friend uh, Veronica Torres that channels Elohim oh. talks about it. She uh, says, you know, I can't do an outdoor channeling session because Elohim would never be able to say anything. They would just be going, ooh, look at that. that look at that tree. I want to go over there. I want to see that.
4: Um,
2: and that uh, when, you know, she allows them to come in fully, that it can be very distracting if she's in a new environment because they're like, and you, you can see them when, they're, when she's channeling. They'll do something new in the room or, or uh, they did a channeling in a different spot one time and Elohim was like, ooh, new chair. <laughs> took a while to get past new chair and start speaking. Um, so, uh, But you, you mentioned, too, very tired, um, wanting to rest a lot. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that, and, and, and could you talk about that just to tad more because I have heard from a lot of people that have had an experience and it go- starts going like that, and it scares them off. They think this must not be the right thing because it's making me tired. It's not making me better. It's making me tired. So w- what would you tell somebody that, was worried about that.
1: I, do, I think that you just need to rest when you need to because you may only get the dog walked or um, get out the door in the morning and then feel like you need to take a nap. And we definitely both took naps. And because we were going through it together, and I think maybe our higher selves have given us each other as kind of guides and helpers that it wasn't as crazy or, and also Jalela Starr talks a lot about in her um, material about DNA recoding that you do get tired, so we knew to expect it. Um, Sabrina was saying she felt like she was pregnant and yeah. she was going giving birth to herself because when you're pregnant, you have to sleep a lot.
5: Yeah, do you take yourself off the hook. You don't go you know what I mean? You're like, I'm creating a life, and, and you have meaning for sleeping because when you sleep, so much magic happens. So we're birthing our multidimensional selves. So much is happening with our astral bodies during sleep. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful masterpiece that we're
1: creating.
2: And that and, could take a bit of energy and make one a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: The cool thing, Rick, is that I would do formations or I would just meditate or I would just connect with my guides. And sometimes when I was really tired and I just spent half an hour or a short time connecting and uh, I would go into bliss and then I'd get up and I would feel normal again. I wouldn't even go to sleep. It would just be like taking a rest and it makes me think, oh, I should do that more often.
4: Right.
3: the rest of life now that I'm over that tired spot. Kind of a floating sleep. Mm. It's not really a sleep, but a... I went, yeah. I went through much of that writing the second book because I was channeling. and never done that before, so that was fun. And didn't
2: know what that was. <laughs> and I didn't Four know games. what that
3: was. Um, but I remember, well, actually, both through both the first and second novels, that a lot of my napping was not... And I napped frequently. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't deep sleep. It was, it was a a floating, semi-conscious awareness, um, completely rested body, but aware. And it was the most refreshing sleep or non-sleep that I've ever had. And um, I still get them occasionally, and I love those naps. So that
5: that's really neat, Jane. It makes me think a lot about. Um you know, the way we learn in 3D is, is so different than the way our multidimensional self learns. And and everything is encoded. So as you were channeling and getting that information, and then you could have that floating sleep, as you called it, which I think is a great term, you you got to, you know, you got to allow it and integrate it. You know what I mean? So we do like, so you know what I mean? Like 3D tells us work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. But our multidimensional self says, you know, Play for a couple seconds in this encoded sound or language or color or channeling, and then allow it and integrate it. You know, and and reap the benefit of this gift that has just been downloaded to you.
2: Well, there's such an element of trust to me too. In you know, people talk about body, mind, spirit, but have some trust that when your body needs to lie down, it will tell you. (laughs) And if and, and trust that it's. Right, and go lay down,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: you'll get along much better
1: and our conditioning has made us so that we haven't been brought up to trust when we need to when we need to eat, when we're tired, what we need, um, we're more taught with the structure,
3: well, yeah, I mean, you eat at a certain time, you get up at a certain time, you go to bed at a certain time, um kids come home from school at a certain time, the whole The whole day is scheduled around time, but your body and your spirit—they just don't work that way. (laughs) They they totally don't work that way. And I know a lot of creators, writers, musicians, um, artists—you know, interdimensional workers, healers—who work best at three a.m. The rest of the world would be right confused by that. They'd be like, "What is this three a.m. thing?" Well, that's when I'm most wide awake.
2: Uh, Yeah. Well. Steve Rother used and that channels the group used to talk about the three, joining the 3 a.m. club. (laughs) And, um, because that he had it and he just thought he was crazy because he channeled these people. So he got up at 3 a.m. But then all the people that, you know, were like members of this lightworker.com community were started emailing in going, what's this waking up at 3 a.m. thing. And, um, and it's not—it's not entirely because of magic numbers on the clock, people and things. It's not doesn't have to be hokey and spooky. It just is a good time. Just call it that. And uh, uh, but sometimes I have good times at, at, at other times, and you know, just trust that you're doing the right thing. See what's in there. What was it, Rumi or somebody that said, you know, if you wake up in the pre-dawn hours, stay awake. The the night has things to whisper to you or something. Yeah. I don't
1: know it makes complete sense i get a lot of downloads um in the middle of the night or like 3 in the morning or i don't know what time i don't even or maybe it's like 311 with special numbers that come up but um when i wake up and then Sabrina gets a lot of downloads from having a massage and it's interesting to think well what what makes what conditions make downloads happen for you and you guys I mean, are that's channelers. A really
5: good question. I love that. That's a great question. Sorry I interrupted you. That was really good.
2: Well, yeah, and that, that that's a unique experience for everyone.
3: Yeah, um, I think everybody's different, right? And, uh, well,
2: you know, some people may have a thing in common, but it, it's not uh, for anybody listening and hearing. You know, we all tell our stories. We get our guests to tell their stories, uh, we hope, when they come. And uh, you find... That there's a lot of differences, but there's some central themes that run through them all. Um, don't look at those and go, okay, my journey's going to be like that. And if it's not, I'm not doing it right. Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: That's a really w- good point. What, what is this right thing yeah, you speak of?
2: I'm not doing it right. It's wrong. What? I, what is that?
3: Are we Get still that doing word that? off my planet. Are we still doing right and wrong? I missed that part. Uh, <laughs> That
2: class. Yeah, just because somebody's on a different road doesn't mean they're on the wrong road, and it doesn't mean you're on the wrong road either. Yeah. Everybody relax.
1: I was hearing that maybe um, you have a different blueprint if you're getting completely different things or you just can't compare your insides with somebody else's outsides because we're all here for a different purpose and we're here to learn in different ways.
3: Well, it, it, it only makes sense. I mean, logically speaking, if the mass consciousness wants to manifest into being so that it can experience physical, it's certainly not going to manifest into the same being doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yes. It's completely illogical because where is the experience?
2: What would we do with a planet of seven billion coaches? That's <laughs> right. Mm. With somebody's going to have to, I mean, some lights and some food and some, you know... So, yeah. um, all the facets manifest somewhere.
5: It does feel like there is a momentum going, though, where, especially since 2012 and the end of 2011, it seems like there's a strong momentum going where people are kind of standing up to their own individuality. I see it on mm-hmm. Facebook. People are just kind of claiming claiming who
3: they are. They're unique. They, of themselves. They certainly you know, are doing that. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: It it it's a it's a big wave and uh, um so I'm all in favor of getting right up on top of the wave and surfing it. Don't don't, <laughs> don't let it go by.
4: Whee! Whee! Yeah.
2: Wee. That's the one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
2: of that, uh why don't we take a little break here and um um we haven't even talked about these journeys. Maybe we should talk about journeys for a moment. Um uh, our, our friends have offered to do a sample one for us, if that's still what uh, feels like the right thing for you guys to do, or maybe you want to do something else.
1: It seems good to me. What about you, Sabrina? Yeah, I'm free-flowing, whatever you want to do. Um, we could say a few words yeah, about Yeah, tell journeys. us a
2: little bit about these. Because your website is StarTeamJourneys.com. Uh, it's up in the chat room. It'll be up on the archive. Um so what what is this journey business?
1: Well the journey business <laughs> is that we we've basically we talk to each other on the phone or sometimes on Skype and we do it with each other and we also do it with groups groups of friends and sometimes groups of people, uh starseeds that are just interested or people who are interested. We did a journey about the crystal skulls recently. And we go through a process of setting intentions and then um, saying thanks. And as we say thanks to these energies, we also are calling in the energies we want. And then we um, go through this process that Sabrina leads, which is um, like connecting with the being on your left. And uh, maybe you could talk about that, Sabrina.
5: Uh, Okay, sure. Sure. Um, First of all, I just want to add this little piece. Um, The the difference in in what we're doing is it's more experiential. You know how sometimes you go to a workshop and you sit there and then the teacher teaches you what you need to learn or, you know, what their information is? With a a journey, it's experiential. So you're actually going to get the information from your team, from your angels, from your animal totems, whoever shows up for you. So so you're somebody else isn't telling you you what's giving you the information you get to feel it, so some people get a lot of information during it. some people have uh, been gifted with languages from a different dimension that their soul remembered. Some people just have that really euphoric this is just very like I feel really connected to myself right now it's just very calm. Each person is going to have their own experience, but they're going to experience being connected when. We don't tell you how to do be connected. You experience your own personal style of connection, and I think that's the difference. Because I think the reason Shannon and I have grown so much by doing it is because we're living it. We're not taught. You know what I mean? We're not reading about it. We're not having someone else tell us about it. We're practicing it. We're we're in it. You know what I mean? We're experiencing multidimensional life by by making the journey as a priority. So so what the formation work is is just imagine a square, like four chairs across from each other, equal distance. So you're sitting on one chair and right across from you, say two feet is a chair, to the right of you two feet is a chair, and to the left of you two feet is a chair. So there's four spots, you're in one of the spots, and you're just uh, gonna connect to the invisible spot target on the chair. And you're just gonna close your eyes, And when you bring your awareness, when you bring your attention to that invisible target spot on the chair in your mind's eye, something will show up. And I can't tell you what's going to show up. You know, we've seen, you know, such a huge variety of things. And depending on what your abilities are, some people are seers, some people are sensors, some people are feelers, some people are hearers. So everybody connects differently. But we just honor whoever shows up. And sometimes they have messages for us. Sometimes... A
1: song.
5: Um, yeah, a sound. Sometimes it's just a color, and the color wants us just to swim in, in the color frequency. And it's not a verbal message. It's just a sen- sensing message, a sensory message. But we we just take the time to connect with our invisible friends and family, and, and we all expand and, and grow. Cause like it multi- you know, like when they say when two or more people are gathered together, like it intensifies a hundredfold you know it's not one plus one it's one plus one equals a million it it intensifies when when you bring in other energies and you get to magnify it together
2: well it sounds delightful and uh, (laughs) and i'd like to really congratulate and magnify the 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 fact that you are doing this from a standpoint of not telling people what the what they're going to experience and letting them have their experience and uh because I think that's very important. I, I know Gene doesn't ever have an opinion on letting people have their own experience.
3: <laughs> it's okay. They're safe. Where's uh, your
2: where's your soapbox?
3: No soapbox today. I don't feel the need to get up on it because I don't have any bloody gurus as guests telling me that they know best and everybody else needs to learn stuff. <laughs> so yeah, if, if
2: you're convinced you're right and have the only information, it's very dangerous to come on our show. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll just tell you that now. Okay. I really so,
5: like that free recipe. Uh,
2: why don't we uh why don't we have a little uh musical interlude? Everybody um have the opportunity to uh get comfortable um because this sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, we'll have some uh hang music. Jean. That
3: sounds appropriate. Uh,
2: David Swarup with Urban Mist. We'll be back in just about three and a half minutes. Stay with us, folks. everybody that was david swore uh what did you call him gene musical genius
3: musical genius
2: pretty much okay well i'm gonna step away from the microphone and uh ladies uh we'll go with you
5: Well, we usually start off with some intentions. So if you are listening, or Rick or Jean, you can, in your mind's eye, think of an intention you would like to accomplish during this little mini journey. Do you have an intention, Shannon?
1: My intention is to play and have fun, which makes me think of the whales and dolphins and frequency 16, if you're into matrix energetics and light-heartedness, excitement, adventure. That's a bunch of
4: intentions.
5: (laughs) I always like to have her talk first because then I get inspired with my ideas. And it is my intention that as a group, all of us participating in this little game together, it's my intention that we easily go into our heart space and we can easily feel... The love, the support, the nurturing, the happiness that we receive from our family and friends, from the beings that we can see and from the beings that we can't see. Mm, That felt really good. Beautiful. And then we like to um, offer a few words of thanks. So in your mind's eye, you can thank whoever you feel called to thank. Lately, I have been feeling a strong connection to the elements, so I want to give a special thank you to the water, the air, the earth, and uh, don't tell me the fire. Sorry, fire, I didn't forget about you. You just forgot for one quick second. So I want to thank the uh, the elements because they've been really showing up for me, and I've been able to really develop a wonderful friendship with them. So I. I want to give a special thank you to the the elements. Any thanks, Shannon?
1: The grandmothers come to mind, the ancestors.
4: Mm.
5: So we want to thank all of the beings that are listening and all the people that have come to create this magic with us. Thank you
1: beings that are physical and non-physical, because I know that we have friends that are being a part of this, and we ask those of the highest intent to join us.
5: And now I just invite you to take a conscious breath. And a conscious breath is an open-mouthed breath. And you can kind of imagine going from your mind, your thinking space in your mind, and you're taking an elevator and traveling down into your heart space. So you can just feel this connection.
1: It's like you have a miniature version of yourself. And you go from being in your head to being in your throat to being in your heart. You just drop right down into the heart space. Mm. And each breath takes you a little deeper.
5: And now I'm going to intentionally bring my awareness, bring my attention to the friend, the being that sits on my left-hand side, and I'm going to go and connect with that being, my heart to that being's heart. Mm -hmm. And the... um the first image that showed up in my mind is a frog on top of a lily pad in the, the lake. And I was a little surprised by the frog because I've never been visited by the frog before. And he says his message for us on this journey is to show us how easy it is to hop, hop, to hop, to hop to the next stepping stone, the next lily pad the next dimension
1: ooh thank you thank you I like that (laughs) I'm not really sure who this being is it feels like a buddhist being or some sort of master, maybe, I'm not even sure if it's male, this is a male or female being, and they are bowing to me, mm. reverent bowing being,
4: mm.
1: and I was hearing some toning, mm. some sort of master, but it feels like there is reverence and appreciation and mirroring or something going on.
5: Yeah, as you're talking about them, I'm hearing like a gong being gongs and I'm seeing like ceremonial robes.
1: But it's like you can't really pin what this ceremony is or who these people are or who just that that Feeling of
4: reverence.
5: Mm. It actually really feels like um, just really honoring us humans, honoring us for being adventurous enough to play this little game. It really feels like we're very respected.
1: And honored and appreciated for going through this ascension process, experiencing all these symptoms, all of the, you know, and also I'm feeling the respect for humans to experience being behind this very, very thick veil in this dense, high density that, we think of higher dimensional beings as having answers and being better than us sometimes mm-hmm. or I might have thought that but really they respect us so much for coming here yeah. and bringing our light here
5: mm. Mm, I love that it's definitely mutual it's a lot of mutual benefit for all of us Hmm. Mm.
1: I'm feeling the value of sitting meditation, and and not in a formal sense, but the value of silence and quiet and listening inside. And I'm hearing the bells ring, kind of like bells going off, and recently, um, I th- believe January 6th was Epiphany Day, so... Inner, celebrating inner epiphanies.
4: <laughs> mm, that's good. Hmm.
5: <sighs> so we want to imagine our energy blended with the friend, the being on our left, and then we want to take that energy and circle it all the way around the formation. It's going to circle all the way around until it comes right back to the place that we're sitting. Now we want to take another conscious breath and just notice the difference, notice the new sensations of the new frequencies we've created with our friends.
1: I'm pulling my energy back into me and feeling what that feels like for the moment.
5: And um, now I want to take a another cleansing breath, integrating this in. When I feel ready, I'm going to take my attention or my awareness and turn my head to the right and focus on the being on the right-hand side. And the, the colors, the images that I'm seeing on my right hand side is a very pale pink and white. And the image I see is an angelic being. And she feels like she has the energy signature of Shamuel. Who I don't know very well, so I'm not sure why I think she's uh, the angel, Shamuel, but that's what she feels like.
1: What else are you noticing about her energy or her colors or her message? And
5: it feels like, you know, in the Wizard of Oz, like the, the good witch, you know, the the happy one that makes everything all right, it feels like uh she's magically there, just offering silent support, and she just knows everything is everything is gonna turn out wonderful, and she's just very gentle, very nurturing, very confident in a very light very light, breezy way.
1: Wouldn't it be great if we could feel her presence all the time in
4: mm-hmm. everything we do? Mm. Mm.
5: And there, there is actually, this is going to sound silly. Well, I mean, it all is silly, but this is really weird. But anyway, she, um, she has this wand, right? And she's moving it, and she said, in honor of my friends, the wind and air, she's going to move the wand, and if you sit still, you'll be able to feel the breeze. Of her moving the
1: wind in the air,
5: I can feel it. <laughs> where, where, on what part of your body do you feel it, or do you feel it over your whole body?
1: My face mostly, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's like a wi- a wind, a draft in this room now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: I feel it too, but it's just really light, just on my right arm.
1: It feels like it's bringing a feeling of lightness, of mm-hmm. joy, into the room. I feel like I can see little silver sparkles
4: mm. <laughs> mm. we
1: are in another reality mm-hmm. and she's giggling
4: mm-hmm.
1: like yeah
4: yeah <laughs> <duh."
5: laughs> mm. mm. <laughs> <sighs> have a visitor on your right?
1: I do. I have a blue being, a blue Syrian. Mm. And I am Syrian. (laughs) I'm wondering, oh, is this an aspect of me?
5: Mm. Are you seeing the full body or just a face image?
1: I'm seeing sort of a silhouette, um, like a blue body silhouette. Like enough so I know, oh, this is a blue being. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard the word Dogon people. So, and the Dogon people are connected to the Syrians. They're an indigenous, indigenous African tribe. And so, they're very connected to Sirius. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I'm just trying to, okay, opening myself up to download whatever it is this being is there, what this being is about.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Feels like it's going straight to my heart, like it's a funnel inside me, Mm -hmm. some sort of activation or feeling. whirlpool feeling inside my heart. The water? Maybe.
5: Yeah. The energy I'm getting from the blue Syrian is more uh, not serious but um, it's uh, just a really strong um,
1: like the Syrian dog star guy who's really big and yeah, it's
5: just like a knowing period. I mean, there's like one yeah, word boy. to describe it—knowing. You know, it's it's a very knowing. solid, strong. That's that's what I'm sensing. There's not all this frilly, not all these extra words, not all this.
1: No frills, no yeah. magic wands. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but he is flirting with the angel because they do find each other quite attractive.
1: Opposites mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <this is> attract. <laughs> Um, And I'm feeling that knowing, and I really want to go into that feeling.
4: Yeah.
1: Because I'd like to encapsulate this frequency um, and just bring it into regular times when I'm not doing a journey. I'm not going to say regular life because this is regular life, Mm -hmm. Um, the new regular life. Knowing, Mm -hmm. a man of few words.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Just when you're in knowing, you don't have to prove anything. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. That's exactly what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. 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 And it feels good to think that we're also tapping into aspects of ourselves, Selves, like what Rick was saying about a different facet of the diamond, like this is mm-hmm. a facet of ourselves being reflected back to us. Mm-hmm. Multi-dimensional selves since we're all one being <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I'm fe- seeing a star and feeling starlight and remembering that we were born of the stars and we can remember our original soul star frequency and find our soul family group by feeling the frequency of other people.
5: It's so funny because for some reason I'm thinking of, you know, the story of Jesus being born and the stars light up in the sky. I'm hearing there's no coincidences you can make the stars light up. There's no coincidences. That's in the story that's been encoded down. That's an encoded story generation after generation.
4: Oh, yes, yes. That is so good. That's so good
1: yeah it's like the and it's like the soul family, your soul family, mm-hmm. your essence is up in the sky, saying hello to you. Mm. I'm feeling a deep appreciation for the entire universe and the galaxy and all the stars, and like seeing everything connected through rays of light and how i have this belief that um it isn't really for those star seeds that are listening that it isn't really like the um star family you're from because i sense that many of us have been in many different ones that were hybrids that it's the star essence the light from the star that we carry into different vessels in many incarnations on different different planets and that light part is the part we want to connect with mm. seeing a blue star
4: mm.
1: so I think I have the sense of this this being okay so
5: let's take the energy of our friend on the right and wrap it all the way around our circle until it comes back to us. And just take a conscious breath and allow the frequencies of all of our friends to be felt and feel the new creation that we're all co-creating together. and now when I feel ready I'm going to take my attention my awareness and I'm going to look straight ahead and I'm going to have a heart to heart connection with the being straight in front of me And the um, first image I saw, the being in front of me is a large grizzly bear. And then I started to see a, a tall totem pole that he stands next to. And then next to him I see an Indian, Native American Indian with a large red headdress on. And the three beings are standing together side by side. And I'm hearing the message that they're sharing community. They are representing community. They're representing the animal kingdom, which are live beings, just like us humans. They are equal. They are our equals. They're representing... Yeah, isn't that good?
4: Yeah. Okay, sorry.
5: Hmm. And then the uh, totem pole is representing earth, wood, which is also a live element, and the Native American Indian, and they all stand together as a triad, as a community, to show that we all need each
1: other. Does it feel like the totem pole, since it's on, like, different levels, could be different dimensions?
4: Mm.
5: Yeah, and it just, it, um, oh, actually, all of the the wood, the engraving that is done on the totem pole, because it's of many different patterns and symbols, and it's like art the totem pole is saying like it is art it is uh, like art is like art is alive art is like design like like it's no coincidence the designs and the symbols and because it's representing it's representing the multiverse but it's it's like a living breathing like art is alive like art's not like a like a hobby that you do art is like hmm. um can you sense what i'm i'm seeing here
1: Yeah, like a living being, a living growing, a consciousness.
5: Yeah, 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 like you don't just like to doodle, like that's your cousin. I mean, that's like, like that's your relative, like that is, yeah, yeah, like a consciousness. Hmm.
1: And I'm seeing how art, or symbols within the art you said representing the multiverse kind of lit me up inside and I was seeing like a connection like the rays of light from mm-hmm. the multiverse like down onto this earth whenever mm-hmm. you see symbols in art like even simple cave drawing kinds of things that the dogon tribe made that there's so much there that's like connecting in a symbol to like another say a whale on sirius b connecting to outside the earth beyond the veil So it seems like we have a lot of beings that want to show up in mm-hmm. community for you.
5: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's neat because I've never had three beings stand side by side by side like this before. And there's such a pride. There's such a pride, not an arrogance, but a pride like like they, they're just claiming the truth of who they are. And there, there's so much pride in each other and in themselves.
1: Does the bear seem Marcurian to you, or? Um,
5: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. He's 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 very he's grizzly. He's all dark brown. Hmm. Nice. Mhm. What do you see?
1: Well, I was. Th- I didn't know you were going to go with the third being, because sometimes we just do two beings. Um, So I was sort of thinking, well, where would we go on this journey? And the idea of time traveling and meeting your future self was exciting me. So the first thing I saw was a future self, like 2012 self, like later in 2012, because this is a big year. Mm -hmm. And then I was seeing a higher self. Oh, that's my higher self. And it kind of like a sister sitting in a chair holding my hands looking straight at me um and that felt good but then that being became a um, this guide of mine that I actually got when I was walking my dog in the nearby reservoir and um I hugged a tree and I connected with this guide that is um a Peruvian shaman woman she's very very fat and um she sits on the ground, and she is blind. And the reason she's blind is because she's a reminder to look within for the answers. And she's she's in an altered state of being, and her name is Huerto. And um, at the time, I thought Huerto meant river um, or like water, underground water, but it actually means garden. Mm. So Huerto is with us.
4: Mm.
1: And higher self and future self are with us Mm. (laughs) as a triad. (laughs)
5: Mm. So interesting. What a coincidence.
4: Mm.
1: Yeah, and these are all females. So it's interesting the mirroring that's happening with Mm -hmm. sort of your beings and my beings. Like I got the knowing guy and you got this um, angel Mm. female quite a collection
4: Hmm.
5: and then um, at this point if you're on the journey you can just kind of see where the group wants to go you can go explore together Um, but for the sake of doing a mini journey and and coming back I'm going to just take all the energy from this group and put it in this formation and let it all integrate into my being. And sometimes when we want to come back from our journeys, we really want to take the time to integrate it. Sometimes we might integrate it with sound. Sometimes we might integrate it by writing down our experience or verbalizing our experience and sharing it with one another.
1: Oftentimes our star team likes to take us on um, a journey where we're, um, we've been on spaceships, we've been inside crystal skulls or um, playgrounds, just different, and we've gone and rides on rides on a pegasus together or whatever, and they seem to consider fire to bring us somewhere and raise our frequency and where we end up getting really blissed out and in an altered state and that's kind of a side effect that goes with journeying but sometimes it feels like it's intentional like they're really bringing our frequency up closer to theirs and working on us um sort of like um, being on a spaceship and lying on these beds that are like tanning beds, I recall <laughs> in one <don't know laughs> journey. So, do you remember any time that that kind of thing has happened, Sabrina?
5: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to um, to say though that that um, the message I'm hearing from our friends is yes, they want to raise our frequency, but we raise their frequency too by inviting them in our energy field. So it's a mutual benefit. We're not the the receivers here. We're also the givers because we're taking the time to to develop these relationships and friendships, and they're very appreciative of us. Hmm. I'm actually uh, uh, visualizing and imagining right now that there's um <laughs> intergalactic blog talk radio, and then. <laughs> And and the same thing is happening, but uh, flipping the switch the opposite way, where they get to talk about the earthlings that they get to communicate with that they're also fascinated by. So just as we are you know, fascinated by all of the the beings,
4: the <laughs> animals,
5: they're they're uh, holding council and radio shows, fascinated by us.
4: That's funny. That's
5: really <laughs> funny.
1: Oh, I was also imagining that um, the multidimensional higher self of Rick and the higher self Jean Mm. and the higher self River and Sabrina were also there, you know, like um, influencing us like, oh, maybe they should say this or that, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all the dimensions are all talking to one another.
4: Mm.
5: I think this might be a good time for us to try to come back and ground a little bit. I don't know if um Rick and Jean want to talk or if they like to do callers or I'm not sure how they want to do it, so I don't know if
2: we yeah well we'll take a uh take a little break maybe uh have a little music uh everybody uh ground in your own in your own way um, reconnect to the here and the now, mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, We'll come back and have time for just a few questions, if if anybody's got some, if that's okay with you guys.
5: Sounds great. Sounds
2: good. Okay. Well, let's see. What should we play, Gene? I have no earthly idea. More hang music, or?
3: Yeah, probably. Jordan or? The, um. No, Jordan wouldn't work right now. I love him. Okay. Though.
2: Let's see. Oh but yes, we do. Yeah. Um. Maybe sometime. Wow. The, the hang playing yeah. hedge monkeys.
3: The hedge monkeys. Yeah, yeah
2: hedge monkeys. Uh, we'll 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 be back in about uh, three or four minutes, folks. Stay with us. back, everybody. That was uh, David Waples Wapples? Waples. I don't know how to say that. Head, hang playing hedge monkeys.
4: <laughs> you can Google that. You
2: will find them. All right. So we'll see if we've got some questions. We do have a, uh, a question from the uh, chat room. Um, I'd like to know if they could help me figure out who or what I was, if possible. Um might be longer I, than an answer on a radio show. I don't know.
1: It might be. I don't know if I If I, I think we can each speak to our own experience, and I, in short, would say that um, I think that many of us are hybrids, and when a when it's important for me to learn from a particular star family or I've felt connected, I felt connected to the the Syrians, to the Arcturians, to the Pleiadians. I think the Pleiadians, because I read Barbara Marciniak's book and was really excited about that at the beginning, um, and then that star family has taught me things, and then I've gone on to other star families, and then I'm all about that star family. So um, you, you pick up clues or you read something, like read about dolphins and whales, and you feel, feel lit up inside, and then you get it that that's your heritage. Sabrina, what would you say about answering that question?
5: Uh, well, um, personally, I don't have a feel for who the person is. I don't. I don't read energy that way. I, I would have no answer.
1: What about your own experience of remembering who you are?
5: Oh, oh! I thought the person was asking if we can figure out who they are.
2: Well, they, they are, but that that was. Sort of uh-huh. the answer that uh, Jane had given earlier in the chat room was to get quiet and ask. Mm.
4: Um,
2: and so, you know, our own experiences of of remembering uh, 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 sometimes are helpful. Yeah. But I really
5: like them. I think Nora was on your show, or maybe it was Wendy. I don't remember which of the two said it. But they said in the beginning when... when multidimensional dimensional beings are waking up they resonate like with one with like pleiadians they resonate with one race and they think oh my gosh i'm pleiadian but that's just encoded because that's like that's how you wake up you like identify with one thing that makes your heart sing or you think it has most characteristics of what you look like or what whatever it is you totally resonate with it and that's what i did i'm like i'm pleiadian and then i was Pleiadian for so long and then I became Arcturian and oh my gosh I'm Arcturian and, and then I was a Zeta, and I was only a Grazetta and and then I was an orb and I was only an orb and, <laughs> and like what happens is you, for me and this is what Wendy and Nora said on your show that I really liked they said that's just that's like kind of how the story goes it's, you know you identify with one to get comfortable with being of you know a, a multi-dimensional background and then as you learn what you need to learn that's then you go to the next level and you start you know getting excited and your heart starts singing about other races or angels or animals
3: and it, it's, I wanted, it's a good way go ahead for it. it's a good way for us to realize that we are part of the all I think mm-hmm. is to be able to connect with each of those individuals um, at one time or another through our growth process because it it brings in that connection
2: yeah yeah and i like the way you said you know it helps you get comfortable with being all these different things or having access to all these different experiences yeah um because it is it it can be extremely helpful in the beginning to identify with whatever energy you resonate with because then you pull in the right information but uh But don't uh, pigeonhole yourself and then try to stay in the box.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Bingo.
2: Feel free to get out of the box. Feel free to throw the box away if you like.
3: Forget about the box if you want. Yeah. Forget there ever was a box.
5: When the student is ready, the box disappears.
2: What is this this box you speak of? (laughs) I'm not knowing box. Um. So I, I know that's not a sometimes not a very satisfying answer. It would be nice if someone, I really wanted at one point somebody to just say, see, I know who you are, and this is who you are. But that's, again, looking outside yourself for some definition of who you are, and that's never a good idea, in my opinion, and in my guide's opinion. So my guides don't answer that kind of question for me, really. Yeah. They get really quiet, or they giggle.
4: <laughs>
2: okay, I, they laugh uncontrollably. But you know, it. They think it's cute, and 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 at times when it's useful, of course, they'll, you know, answer like that or be them. Or, but um, I like to not put any more boxes on it than I need to. So really, have have a feel inside. Um, if you don't, you know, we're talking about Pleiadians and Arcturians, and it would, and uh, you don't know anything about those, I would uh, welcome you at. Uh, our group at, at Starseed 411, um, but you can Google uh, any of those races, and you will find a lot of information. And f- I would suggest that you follow if 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 you see something and it piques your interest, go, read, look, whatever it is. And it that might not be the answer. It just might be what got you into the vicinity of the answer so you know just stay aware of what piques your heart's interest and you'll find it you'll find what you need to find
4: brilliant
5: can i ask jill or Jean or rick did either one of you have any um experience anything during the journey that that stood out for you can am i allowed to ask that question
4: sure (laughs) sure
2: um the being on my right um uh, was when I first, you know, turned my attention that way, I, I got, you know, very bright, large, angelic being. Mm. And then um uh, then a bit of a imp or an elf that just started laughing. Just mm. like the angel dissolved into this, you know
4: <laughs>
2: and, and just started laughing. And I started laughing. Because I, I thought it was funny, uh, you know, laughing inside. I guess you'd say, but uh, I was on mute just in case. Uh, and it was like we both thought it was—it was like it was an inside joke between us. This big angelic with wings, and i you know, and and uh, uh that 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 kind of appearance was not necessary in order to be a being of light that is an unlimited creator you could actually end up looking like a human being that that was you know an odd experience but <laughs> it it was it was hilariously funny and uh uh but I was also very intrigued with what was going on with you guys so it was uh and I could see and feel it once you were describing it it was really quite uh wonderful
3: yeah my glimpses of um my glimpses of the left and the right were very quick um, on my left, it was um, my hippie dude. Mm. <laughs> He's been there for centuries. Um, and and it was just kind of a looked over and went, hey, bud, what's up? He, and was, he was a hippie before hippies laughed. were cool. He was a hippie before hippies were cool. Um, <clears throat> and then on my right, I looked over and went, huh, Mary's are here. And then it was me, and then that was it. So, that was my three, and I never got to the chair in front of me. <laughs> it was like I went off somewhere else um
2: <laughs> which is perfectly so like, all right, folks. The journey is to, what the journey yeah. is
3: yeah i had the the dissolving thing happen, and um it was um on my right was the Marys, and then then it was a a mere reflection, and I was like, okay, cool <laughs> and then i got I got sucked into listening to you guys, and that was uh.
2: Yeah, I could very much the, when you were talking about patterns and symbols and things on the uh, on the totem pole, and that uh, you know that your art, your your whatever your art may be, art can encompass a lot of subjects that we don't traditionally relate to it, but that it's almost
3: like your cousin or something. Well, uh, I think what's interesting is that the conversation that was going on in the chat room um, with the gentleman who was asking that question, as they were speaking about art and symbols. That's what was being discussed in the chat room at the same time, but it was oh, really? come up to the chat room. We like, had a couple no seconds. Idea. I know yeah. you guys have no way of seeing the chat room, which is why I think it's it's you know, interesting synchronicity that we were mentioning it just like a split second it was being typed in. A split second before you guys would bring it up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the question, you know. Uh, like symbols, Phoenix, and then y'all started talking about symbols. <laughs> just like and, and I had been typing at the same time they were typing that I had been. We had talked about, you know, ask inside when we were talking to the other fella, and and I had typed follow the synchronicities. So
4: mm.
3: you know,
2: symbols and, and follow the synchronicities, and y'all went I right. I mentioned
3: there. art, and yeah, so it it yep. it was um it was a very physical synchronistic
2: interactive um, discussion
3: interactive discussion that was being reflective of what you guys were doing, but it, I mean, you you have no way of seeing the chat room. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's sort of the ultimate, it, there's nothing up our sleeve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we're all quantum entangled and everything is orchestrated for our playtime.
3: <laughs> yes, it's always, always entertaining. <laughs> Never is all moments.
2: So I have put uh, I've put a link to y'all's uh, website into the uh, chat room earlier, and I'm going to do so again now. Uh, but for our listeners, perhaps from iTunes or podcast listeners that don't have a screen, if you ladies would uh, let them know where they can find you on the web or how they can, you know, if they want to do some more journeying.
1: Sabrina, why don't you tell them about your website?
5: Um, well, we are found on StarTeamJourneys.com, and then on that website, also under our bios it links other information, and, and uh, River, Shannon does Akashic Record reading as well. That is amazing. And what's the name of your Akashic Records website?
1: Yes, it's called AkashicIntuitive.com. I do readings for lightworkers and starseeds and anyone who feels a match to what I have to offer. And Sabrina has a YouTube channel. Sabrina star is that what it's called?
5: Yeah, I, I talk. Imagine that.
1: Imagine me talking. <laughs> <laughs> but she's great. She talks about our DNA recoding project, which her DNA recoding project from her experience and um, her starseed inheritance and all sorts of cool stuff worth checking out. Um, Fantastic.
2: I'm trying to keep up. I think I have them all in the chat room at the same time. (laughs) We will have them on the archive that will be up here uh, within a couple hours. And, Uh, of
3: course, on our website.
2: Absolutely. Um, But, if nothing else, folks, remember StarTeamJourneys.com. And uh, then on the About Us page, it's got the links to these uh, other sites that I've put up in the chat room. Uh, I always try to f- figure out one that's easy to remember in Star Team Journeys. We just did that. Yes. So <laughs> that's what surely, we StarTeamJourneys.com.
5: Well, I want to also take a quick second and tell Eugene and Rick, I really, really like you guys. And I had a lot of fun being on the show with you. I was listening to your Tuesday radio show yesterday, and I just loved the interaction with you two, and I loved how Jean gave you a special shout-out for your birthday and how she just loves your birthday because it brought you into the world, and that was my favorite part of the show on Tuesday. So I just really like you guys, and thank you for having us.
2: Best yes, birthday you. ever, I'm telling you. He,
3: he had no idea. I went around <laughs> behind his back, and... Mm. Planned everything, and he was like, "Do do 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 mm, Yeah. You're good. <laughs> and then so the singing. Was, so, or do you want to be
5: a singer, Gene?
3: Um, I I have some deep seated issues with with <laughs> my singing. Um, to be quite honest, that was a huge step out for me. Mm-hmm. I will belt it out in the shower, in the car. My ex husband used to make me sing in the car all the time. Um. But. I had a wonderfully supportive cousin when I was very young who delighted in telling me how horrible my voice was mm. um so as soon as I sing with people in the room, unless it's like my daughter or um my beloved demon or you know people that I really trust, I freeze up, and when you freeze up you can't you can't sing properly you can't you know let it flow, so I would in Maybe so my next lifetime. Yeah, it was a huge step. It was, and Rick knew that, so it was yeah. a huge birthday present. But I didn't for know him. what was.
2: The, she emailed me this MP3 file
4: mm.
3: and
2: it told me I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Mm. And <laughs> I, I'm one that's always game for fun, so I thought cool, mm. <clears throat> but I had no earthly idea what it was, and
3: so. Uh, so. Yeah. So you maybe found, not in this I lifetime, but. Too. Um, maybe not in this lifetime, but who knows? I mean, I never know because I can't... I, I've, I tried a few years ago predicting where my journey was going to take me, and um, it's gone in an entirely different direction Yeah, than radi- I r- radio
2: show host was down on your list three years not ago? Not
3: even close. Okay. So, um, you know, I mean, movie making wasn't down on my list. None of what I'm doing now, moving to a new province, was down on so, and i'm I'm so happy now, so I'm really i don't i've I've given up on the whole planning thing. it's more about the now moment, and I try very hard to concentrate on being conscious of staying in the now moment. I try very hard not to think about you know what's gonna happen tomorrow, and um if I end up singing in ten years, who knows cool, that'd be cool that'd be great, but for right now, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing so. I'll just keep doing that. Yeah, we're where it goes.
2: we're horribly selfish. We just do this because it's fun.
3: <laughs>
2: um, we get to hang out with the coolest people, and and from all around the world, and uh, and do fun things in our sandbox.
4: Mm.
2: I mean, uh, for even people that are listening uh, that uh, followed the journey, come on, we played with friends, mm. and you've got more friends than you know got more family than you know, so, uh, have fun with it, mm-hmm. so thanks again, ladies, uh, we have, uh, who's coming, Gene? I don't know who's coming, oh, Joni McLaughlin is, is coming on Tuesday, and then we have Larissa Stowe, uh, from the Shakti tribe coming on Thursday, so, oh, cool. so we on have coolness both. on both,
3: coolness and coolness.
2: we have, we have, uh, uh, very fine lady, Joni. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And then uh, we're going to have music fun on Thursday with Larissa.
3: Absolutely. We love music fun. Um, and starting, starting this week, we're going to start running a new thing at the end of the show. We're going to be writing or um, be playing a reading um, from either a random blog or one of my novels. And um, as of tonight, anybody who friends me on Facebook, so it's Jean Victoria Norlock on Facebook... Anybody who friends me and sends me a private um, Facebook message with their email address, I will email them the PDF for my first novel, Truth. Mm-hmm. What Can did I unfriend you and then befriend you, again? Well, no, I'm <laughs> going to say, you guys are guests, so you get gifts anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, I'll trade you an Akashic reading for uh, all three of my novels. <laughs> How's that for a deal? <laughs> hey, that sounds like a great gig deal. <laughs>
2: And I've never right. had
3: one done, so it could be could be entertaining.
2: All right, folks, Great. thanks so much for joining us tonight, and uh, join us again next week. So here comes what you want to set up this the is, clip.
3: This is an excerpt from the very end of the first novel, Truth.
2: So enjoy this, folks, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll close out. We'll see you next time.
3: I was hoping that this time the darkness might be held at bay. I realize now that the opposite of light has its place here. It is what gives us balance. It is a struggle that has been wrestled with before. It is a battle we have already fought. A war we must continue to strive to win. It would be wrong of me to deny it its place here. So I will include it in these pages as a message to those who read them. We are here. We will fight. In that fight there will be loss of life, loss of self. Yet from the blood and ashes comes forth hope for another chance for his people to survive. We are here. We will fight. We will suffer willingly, selflessly sacrificing for a chance to make change. We are here. We will fight. If we are lucky, if the Creator wills it, in the end there will be victory for the people. We are here and we will fight. And if we are destined not to win this battle, we will return to fight again. Like a phoenix born out of the ashes, we will rise to begin a new life, a new battle, and with that battle, a new hope. From time immemorial, we have returned. It is an old tale, one you have heard, one you have read, and one your soul knows to be true. When you read these pages, when you hear the call, will you heed it?
2: and Gene again next time until then visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection connection
0: so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted.
1: We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash for details.